Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, on the heels of this uh, awful story this week where uh, a family pet, a dog, died because a flight attendant uh, on United Airlines, a flight from Houston, New York, told uh, the people that they had to put the dog in the overhead bin. Uh, On the heels of that, there is uh, legislation that's going to be presented in the U.S. Senate with an interesting acronym, WOOF, the Welfare of Our Furry Friends Act. Three senators uh, from both parties coming together to uh, bring this legislation forward that would explicitly prohibit airlines from putting animals in danger by placing them in overhead baggage compartments. Now, United Airlines has maintained that this was a mistake, shouldn't have happened. For some reason, the flight attendant had it in her head that that's where the dog needed to go. Defying all common sense, it would seem. Now, we've been through this debate a lot recently because we had some incidents involving so-called support animals and how much airlines need to accommodate that. So it it is kind of new territory. I mean, look, first and foremost, uh, airlines should ensure that animals don't have to suffer if they're being transported. Now, typically in the past, um, dogs are s- stored in the um, in, in the baggage part of the plane. And you know, not everybody's comfortable with that. Or people realize that maybe their pets aren't going to be comfortable with that. So some airlines are willing to accommodate to a point. Now, what should have happened on the airline flight, as per their policy, is that the dog would have been in an approved carrier. And that would have gone basically on the floor, under the seat. So what kind of rules do, do we need to have in place? And what's reasonable when it comes to transporting pets? Because there are potential issues. I mean, depending on what kind of animal it is. And the possibility maybe that some passengers might have allergies. There is, of course, the reality that airlines are obligated to deal with, or they're supposed to be anyway, where some animals are, are service animals and where they are needed by individuals. So joining us to talk a bit about how this is all handled in Canada, maybe how these things ought to be handled, uh, Michael O'Sullivan joins us, who's Executive Director of the Humane Society of Canada. Michael, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Glad to be, glad to help. Uh, I'm sure you're like everyone else, just obviously horrified by what happened on on this United Airlines flight this week. I mean, how Uh, how does something like that happen in this day and age? Well, you know, it's my heart goes out to the people who lost their family member because that's what they are. I mean, Canadians are animal lovers like their American counterparts, and we share our homes with as many as 18 million animals. So they're part of the family, and uh, it's like losing a, a family member, and I'm sure the, the lady who obeyed the flight attendant feels horrible thinking, you know, what if I just said no? Yeah. But she doesn't really have an option. Under federal uh, FAA guidelines, if you ignore an order from a flight attendant or a member of the crew, 
you can, uh, depending on how strenuous it is, the fines range anywhere from 25000 up to a quarter of a million dollars, including jail time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always say to people, if you can leave your pet at home, if it's an option, and get a friend or a relative or a pet sitter in, that's always best. But if you do have to take your animal by uh, airline, then only take them in the cabin. Don't put them in cargo. And uh, this lady did ever sounds like the lady did everything right. And uh, the flight attendant and, in fact, United are in a great deal of trouble. Under uh, We've uh, been in touch with prosecutors in New York and Texas, and they're investigating to see whether this criminal charge is pending. Um, United's headquartered in, uh, in Illinois, which also has very strong animal protection laws. And uh, if United's involved in any type of a cover-up, they can be charged with criminal conspiracy, accessory after the fact, and aiding and abetting. So, I mean, this is, this is really serious stuff. There's a lot of penalties there to go after people who allow an animal to die like this. I mean, it's just, you know, it breaks your heart. Well, and yeah, it, it's it was pretty awful. There was another story this week involving United where uh, a family pet ended up on the wrong flight, ended up in Japan, a flight that was supposed to be a domestic yeah. U.S. flight. Uh, and, and again, it underscores the fact that so the dog was to be put in, in the baggage hold, but it was on a different plane yeah. altogether. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just it, it gives people reason to be nervous, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And uh, in the past, I've uh, when we've rescued animals, we've had to go by air. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I talk to them from start to finish, and I do everything in writing. And I meet with the captain of the plane. I tell him who I am, that, you know, we had no choice. One time we were rescuing animals and had to bring them overseas. And uh, I talked to the flight attendants and said, would you go down and check every hour for me? And they did. And uh, they were great, but you had to really stay on top of it. And, of course, because of my position, I'm sure they paid more attention than to, ju- than to just a passioner. But, I mean, they should pay attention to everyone. This is, this is very serious. And, I mean, these people are going to remember this uh, flight as a tragedy, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay with them the rest of their life. And, of course, the poor little guy who died up there, I mean, you know, what was going through his mind as he took his last breath? It's just, it, it's horrifying. So in terms of how things work in Canada, as I understand it, for, uh, for example, Air Canada back in 2006 announced that because of allergy concerns, pets would not be allowed to travel in, in the cabin, but they, they reversed that a few years later, didn't they? They did, and in fact, I wrote an article for their uh, magazine. There was a doctor who was against pets in cabins, and, and I, of course, was for it. And, um, you know, I see people, I travel quite a bit for our work, and I see people shifted around in seats all the time over nut allergies or one person wants to sit with someone else. I mean, in any size plane, I don't think I've ever been on a on a flight where somebody doesn't change seats for some reason. And uh, it's perfectly acceptable to uh, to bring a pet on, on, on an airline. And as a matter of fact, all major airlines are, are members of the International Air Transportation Association. And for the last 30 years, we've been advising them, along with other groups, on how to transport everything from dogs and cats to dolphins. And there's very strict guidelines. The difficulty is, is there's no penalties levied. And so they can write a stern letter. The steps we've taken is to send letters to um, all of the major Canadian carriers reminding them that under Canada's criminal code, which is federal, 
since 1892, it's been an indictable and uh, summary conviction offense in Canada to harm an animal while it's being conveyed or failing to provide suitable and adequate care for the animal. And that's punishable by time in jail as well as a fine. And you can also be prohibited from owning animals and birds or even working with them. So the penalties are quite severe, but they need to be applied. And um, I think in this case, if they find evidence that's both sufficient and admissible, they should charge the flight attendant and United with cruelty to animals. Well, it certainly was cruel. It sounds like this animal suffered, so... Oh, but what a terrible way to go. I mean, and the owner was, you know, sitting two feet below and didn't know what was going on. And, uh, you know, that all of these airlines have to look at their training programs. And I, again, you know, thankfully most flight attendants and crew members do a great job. But in this case, United let everybody down, most of all the poor little guy who suffocated. Yeah. Now, in terms of what's reasonable, like, I mean, if I owned my own private jet, uh, you know, I'd love to have my mm-hmm. dog sitting next to me. She could go sleep on the floor if she wants, so whatever. That, that's obviously not going to happen on, on a passenger flight. No. So what, what's reasonable when it comes to uh, accommodating pets? I think, again, going back to, you know, people ask us all the time, you know, how do, how do I transport my pets? Or, of course, there's a lot of Canadians who are snowbirds, snowbirds. They go down to the United States. And, again, if it's for a very short time, even if you can take your pet in the cabin, we always say to people, your animal's most comfortable at your home. If you have a, a, a family member or a relative or even a reputable pet setter that you trust, the dog's always going to be more comfortable. And dogs in particular are pack animals. They bond with strangers pretty quickly as part of their pack. But if you do have to travel, then definitely keep them in a container. And what the lady didn't know was the final, the person who has the final say on an aircraft is the captain. And I would have just, had had I been in the position, I would have politely said, let me speak to the captain, please. And um, the other option, of course, is you have to obey what they say, but you can always say, well, then I'm not going on the flight. But again, you know, most people aren't as well-versed in the law or things like that as I am, and so it, they don't know what their rights are. But that's United's job. People pay them, and as do other, they pay other airlines to uh, to travel. And you know, United are supposed to be the experts. They're supposed to train their people properly. And you'll recall, I'm not sure if it was a year ago, um, but it was pretty close, where United also dragged um, a dentist off the oh, plane, yeah. wound up missing to some teeth and stuff, and. You know, I travel to a lot of developing countries. I understand security concerns, and I'm very glad that, uh, that you know, the airlines pay attention to that. But, I mean, in my opinion, this goes beyond the pale. And, frankly, as I get older, I have to be honest with you. Over the last 45 years, I've heard every excuse under the sun for people causing uh, cruelty to animals. And you know what? I'm sick of hearing them. I'm fed up with it. Oh, yeah. the, the animals are part of our family. They deserve protection. The airlines need to behave professionally and responsibly, and that didn't happen in this case. Um, it didn't. So, again, the, the, the key, two key takeaways for me are if you can leave your pets at home, that's better. We even say that during hot summer months in Canada. You know, I know people want to take them out to outdoor cafes or take them in their car. I always tell people to leave them at home. And if you do have to travel, then uh, I, I would never put animals in cargo holes unless it was absolutely no other alternative. And again, do what I did. 
talk to the captain, talk to the flight attendants. And, you know, if you do have to travel, it's much, much better to have them in the, uh, in the cabin with you and you touched on service animals and so forth i know some of the airlines have been upset recently but under federal law in the united states and under federal law in canada you can't refuse a legitimate service animal and it doesn't matter whether the airlines like it or not you can't turn them down so do you think we've got the rules where they should be in canada and it's ensuring that the airlines live up to their rules or is there still improvements that could be made do you think there's still a lot of room for improvement. Um, IATA, which is a very powerful organization, should add sanctions and uh, heavy fines because you hit people in their pocketbook. Unfortunately, that's how they pay attention. The other thing we should adopt in Canada through Transport Canada, which governs this type of uh, the airlines, are in the U.S. The, um, uh, the U.S. Department of Transport requires annual reports every year, including animals that die in planes. We don't have that in Canada. And again, these uh, types of situations only get publicized, thankfully, through the news media. But there should be re- reporting uh, requirements under uh, Canadian law. And uh, the Minister of Transport can do this under regulations. He doesn't have to go to Parliament, doesn't have to go to public, and simply say, as part of the reporting mechanism in Canada for safety records, etc., for all airlines, you now have to report um, not only the number of animals that die, but a full investigation into how they died and why they died and what do we do to stop this in future. So that's something we should definitely do in Canada. And, you know, as hard as it sounds, um, if there's evidence sufficient and admissible when these things happen in Canada, the United States, or anywhere, then the people involved should be prosecuted. Those people lost a family member. And, uh, it just, you know, it breaks my heart talking about it. I mean, I think about all of our rescue dogs and cats at home and your listeners, and it sounds like you're a big animal lover, too. And I mean, yep. put yourself in their position. How would you, like, I'd be devastated. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's just beyond words. Yeah. Well, we're at uh, HumaneSociety.com. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Glad to talk to you and uh, have a great day. You too. Michael O'Sullivan, Executive Director of the Humane Society of Canada. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, obviously, when it comes to, to uh, traveling with pets. And as Michael said, it's probably easiest if you don't have to travel with them. I know with, with our dog, and she's a rescue, and when we first got her, and it was recommended that it might be easier if, if you kenneled her during the day, but whatever she had been through before, there was no way in hell she was going in in a kennel. And that's fine. And you know what? And she's great, and it's not an issue anyway. But we know full well there's there's no way on earth we'd ever be able to travel by plane with her. So we 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 won't we won't, and um, I'm sure she'll be okay with that. Uh, but sometimes you know people do need to. So what's what's reasonable when it comes to to accommodating pets, and for people who would prefer not to put their pets in the baggage hold? Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.